You are listening to Leadership on the Ground, Season 5, The Realities of Leadership. Throughout Seasons 1 through 4, you have learned about the fundamental skills required for leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Now, we are ready to explore a series of contemporary issues and discuss the pragmatic realities that leaders are challenged with today. Leadership is a skilled profession. If you want to succeed in today's world as a 21st century change-ready leader, you will need to have conscious discipline and be ready to put into practice many of the elements that are talked about here. This series is made possible by the international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor, your guide for achieving breakthrough performance and productivity. And now, here are your hosts, Erica Pietler and Todd Schnick. Good morning and welcome back to our special edition series, Leadership on the Ground, Season 5, The Realities of Leadership. And as always, I'm joined by my friend and colleague, Erica Pietler. Erica, good morning, my friend. Good to be with you. Hey, Todd. Good to be with you. Good morning. All right. I'm looking forward to this episode. Um, Some work can only be done by you and your leadership team. I imagine this is a common problem along amongst many organizations. But before we go there, remind the audience about what's in store with our discussion around the realities of leadership. Yeah, in seasons one through four, you're you're exactly right. We put together the fundamentals that really need to be in everyone's toolbox who wants to genuinely have the discipline to create a leadership practice and advance themselves, advance their teams, advance their organizations. In season five, we're going to put this capstone on the Leadership on the Ground series by addressing the six pragmatic realities that leaders have to be able to embrace and deal with as they evolve and grow and you know, continue to choose and serving in uh, a leadership capacity. There are probably some fantasies that a lot of people have with respect to leadership, and it's probably different than what it takes to lead today. Leadership can be really at the same time frustratingly hard and surprisingly easy. It can be intensely emotional and irrationally rational all at the same time. So if you're a Ferris wheel ride participant, this is probably not going to be your game because you got to fasten your seatbelt and get ready for the roller coaster. All right. Well, thank you for that. All right. So some work can only be done by you and your leadership team. I imagine it's a very common problem. And I know this because I did it myself as a leader. We're they're trying to push off problems and challenges and obstacles and drive other people deal with them. Yeah, and it's a it's a common thing. Some of that is uh, the strategy of hope. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. hope that the problem will just resolve itself. Or uh, maybe, you know, that blind spot kind of creeps in and it's like, really? Is that really on my plate? Or it's the avoidance of conflict or difficult conversations. Look, the reality is, is that there are tough choices that leaders need to make sometimes. And they look to avoid making those tough choices for as long as they possibly can. And then it starts to dawn on them, whether it's through coaching or their leadership team, or they start to get that awareness that it's on me. This is on me and I got to make a choice. And, you know, some of the toughest choices that leaders have to make, first and foremost, starts with, do they put the right leaders in place around them? Mm. You know, who makes that decision? Only the leader gets to make that decision. You know, how many times have you had in your experience working for a not so enlightened leader or not great boss? What do you do? You know, that call is only at the leader's level or the leadership team level. And often they wait too long. They make that wrong decision. And, you know, there are two realities and consequences that we got to worry about. One is that talent will leave. Again, we'll talk more about that later. But the risk on you as a leader is if I have the wrong leader reporting into me, I am putting my talent at risk to lead or my talent won't develop, which means that I'm going to suffer downstream consequences because I'm not going to have the bench that I need. 
So there's a lot at risk here on the table. Well, if you're always, yeah, we're going to get into the risks in a minute. But if you're a leader, whether, again, it's of yourself, whether it's of a team or certainly of the organization, and you're pushing off challenges to other people, I don't think you're ready to lead, right? I agree. And in fact, you know, you see this, you see this all the time. Altitude. The leader doesn't make the tough choice of allocating resources and prioritizing and putting the focus. What do they rather do? Well, I'd rather be down in the weeds doing the work. It's more comfortable down there. And, you know, again, there's the challenge of, okay, you're not going to get the productivity you need. You're not going to get the output from the talent that you need. So if you can't make the choice of what's important and you come down into the weeds, who's making that choice? Who's doing that job? You know, people are praying for their leaders to prioritize and focus the organization and it's just not happening. And what a leader tends to do who's not ready to lead, to your point, is they think everything is important. Well, you know what? Mm. If everything is important, then nothing is important and you haven't led at all. Prioritization is a key skill of, of, a, of a good leader. I mean, I also want this to be a signal that this is a learning opportunity. So if you're a leader and you're pushing off difficult challenges and problems to other people, I think you have an important choice to make. I mean, you could say, all right, this is, I'm not the right fit for this. So I want to move myself in the organization to a role that, that suits my skills and my desire. Or if I'm doing that, all right, what do I, how do I fix that? Because I don't want to be in that. Because that doesn't, that's not good for the organization if I'm doing that. It's a learning opportunity when you identify that, right? Yeah, it is a learning opportunity. And but here's the here's the learning that that hopefully you get if you embrace it as a learning opportunity. One is I learned that I need to be clearer about setting expectations and I step up to the plate and I start doing my job, which is setting those expectations. And that's the first step in holding people accountable. If I don't set expectations, I can't really hold people accountable. And you know, am I willing to take the time to help people understand role clarity including mine? You know, so if you're going to do the work and I'm not going to do the work, well, here's what you need to do. Here's the management part. Here's the lead part. If we don't have that role clarity, if we don't learn from those opportunities, we waste all those blue dollars with chickens with our heads cut off running around doing lots of things. And we risk just throwing away the precious resources that we have. So the reality is, is that we have a leaky bucket on resources you know, we have an opportunity to learn, but only if we take advantage of it and really try to focus our efforts. Well, here's the other reality of the situation is there are going to be times when you're unpopular. There's going to be times when you make a decision that's not going to be favorable by the team. And that's the reality. But those are sometimes the hard choices that a leader has to make. Yeah. And this is a painful part. You know, this is part of that emotional piece, which is if the enterprise is my priority as an organizational leader and as a, as a member of a leadership team, There are times when I have to make a tough call and it's maybe negative on an individual, it may be negative on a team, but I know that it's the right decision for the enterprise. You know, the toughest thing is living with that, that that burden. But one of the ways that you can set that burden free and at least help to dissipate some of the pain that may be associated with that is explain your choices, communicate the context, communicate the challenge, communicate why you're doing what you're doing. Because back to what we talked about in that introductory session, we need to be optimistic as leaders and our choices need to be tinged with both the optimism of why we're doing this and why we're moving in this direction against the reality and the pragmatic situation that says sometimes we've got to make tough calls to be able to get to the future that we're optimistic about. Mm -hmm. All right. Erica and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the new international best-selling book, Leadership Rigor. 
This groundbreaking book will turn everything you think you know about leadership upside down. Leadership Rigor explores how to achieve breakthrough performance and productivity through leading yourself, leading teams, and leading at the organizational level. Author Erica Piedler outlines for her readers how to become change-ready leaders. Change-ready leaders are capable of embracing challenges with agility and optimism because they have the tools, models, and language to assess, structure, and facilitate solutions. Leadership is a skill that can be learned and practiced. Take the rigor challenge and ask yourself, do you want to lead mindfully and skillfully? Or do you want to subject your teams and organizations to your unstructured thoughts and approaches? The choice is yours. Will you rigor it? You can purchase Leadership Rigor on Amazon or by visiting ericpetler.com. All right, Tachnik back with Erica Petler. All right, Erica, so what is some of the work that only I as a leader can do or my leadership team? Yeah, so some of the work that is squarely on you is, you know, again, putting the right talent around you, managing your resources, establishing expectations for behavior, right? The work that a leader has to do is establish the cultural dynamics of behavioral expectations and making that clear so that people understand what it is that we're looking for one of the hardest parts about leadership is then holding consequences, right? What's mm. the consequential outcome? Positively, when our leaders are demonstrating the behaviors and the values that we want in our organization, the positive consequences, hey, promotion, broader opportunity, you know, maybe special projects. We love how you're moving through the space. We want you to really help and develop other people. One of the negative consequences that only we can do as leaders sometimes is hold that accountability and maybe make a tough call. Maybe we move someone from one project or role to another project or role that really fits their needs, or we give them that tough feedback and coach them for performance to say, hey, there are really some significant gaps here that we need you to fill. But sometimes that is only work that the leader is able to do. Communication has to be something that's so critical that that only a leader or a leadership team can do. I mean... I've heard you say before uh, that you have to communicate beyond what you think is logical. I, I think mostly leaders think they can put up a motivational poster over the receptionist's desk and send out a memo and they're done. Yeah. No, this is a constant process communicating, right? It really is. And, and the reality is that we never do it enough and it's a never-ending game, right? So one of the things that, going back to the two currencies of leadership, you have to not only master communication clarity, but you have to master the patience to be able to consistently deliver messages over and over and over again. I think we talked about this in one of our earlier seasons where there used to be this rule of eight. You could say something eight times and it would finally land on mm -hmm. people. Well, the reality is, is that with all of the technology and all of the stimuli that are all around us, our focus and our attention has become so fragmented that as leaders, we have to communicate 16 plus times. And, you know, we have the patience to probably communicate three to four and we're bored. So, you know, if, if you get bored with communicating messages over and over again, please don't put yourself in a position where you have to lead other people because people need to hear it. They need to hear it a lot. And if they don't get it, that's on you. It's not on them. I mean, there's a lot going on. So your messages have to land. And, uh, you know, we talked about this losing control. There's a battle in organizations. And the reality that the leader has to always deal with in the leadership team is that the battle for the narrative mm. is really, really a competitive battle because the leader has the obligation to always let the organization know where were we, where are we now, and where are we going? And when a leader 
loses their finger on the pulse of communication or they let go, they get lazy, people will so quickly lose perspective on where were we, where are we, and where are we going? And what do they do? They insert their own story. They insert their own narrative. And the narrative is never the same narrative that we've created. Their narrative will always be just a little bit more skeptical, perhaps, or a little bit more concerned about some of the negatives. And then we have to come in and now create a narrative that corrects the fiction from the facts. Well, and this uh, this detracts from the organization's ability to do what its purpose is, but also it has a real negative impact on talent, right? I mean, if, if uh, this idea of communicating where we were, where we are, and where we're going, that has to happen. It never ends. That process never stops, right? There's never going to get to a point where people say, okay, I got it. We're good. Yeah. Let's just go to work. No. that Because as we've talked about throughout all five seasons of Leadership on the Ground, the business just continues to evolve. It always evolves and communication and handicapping the narrative is always on our shoulders. And when leaders do this well, they are really looked at as these change-ready leaders. They facilitate the progress. They facilitate the aligned action because they've kept everybody focused and informed. And when people hear something that doesn't match the narrative, they say, no, that's not true. I know we've talked about this a bunch of times. I keep hearing the same message. I feel good about this. I could stay focused. When the music stops or that communication stops or the narrative stops, everybody is scrambling for a chair. It's like, what happened? Where are we? What's going on? And that's when chaos and and some of the uh, miscommunication happens. All right. So, Erica, let's close this episode by discussing the risks and the consequences of not doing the work that only can be done by you or your leadership team. Yeah, to me, this is all summarized in one word, and it's called void. Void. You know, if we don't do the work that we need to do as leaders, if we don't play at our altitude, if we don't create what we need to at that leadership level, whether it's prioritization or focus, we create a void. And that void can't be filled by other people. While we can go down and fill their void, it's not likely that people can come up to the leadership level and fill our void. And that's where the risk comes in. So the reality is, as a leader, please know what your job is. Please know how to do it. And please do it consistently. Because if you don't, what happens is the organization ends up with a void of leadership. And that's when the risks of, uh, of leadership and, and growth and sustainability of the organization really become significant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Erica, should anyone have any questions, how can they contact you, learn more, and get their hands on a copy of Leadership Rigor? Yes, you can contact me at erica at ericapietler.com. I have a Twitter handle at Erica Peetler, and Leadership Rigor is available on Amazon.com. All right. Well, thank you for that. So join us next week for episode six, where your people will leave you for good and bad reasons. So until then, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Erica Peetler, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week on Leadership on the Ground Season 5.